Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having real conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are also harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Now here's Ashley Peebles. Welcome everyone. This is Ashley Peebles, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you're not in control of where you will call home next. On today's episode, I have the distinct pleasure of introducing you to your new Mill Housing Nation podcast host. I can hear you all clapping your faces off right now. You are going to love Heather. So Heather Campbell, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you as part of the Mill Housing Nation, and we're so happy to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited that we actually get to record together as we transition this time from you hosting to me hosting that that we get to meet and actually say, oh, hi, friend, and get to have this conversation. So thank you for meeting. Absolutely. And we were just right. We didn't talk a whole lot before we got started, audience, because I think you've heard me say before that if you ever talk before you go live, you never hear the same things again. There's always gold that's never caught on <laughs> on camera and on audio. So I purposefully did not ask her all the things that I'm dying to know. So Heather, why don't you just start us off? Tell us what is your connection to the military? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay. So nutshell, right? This is what we do as military spouses. Like I'm this person and I've lived here for this long. My name is Heather Campbell. I am married to an Air Force service member. He is active duty. We are currently stationed at Eielson Air Force Base, Alaska. Those of you who are Googling it right now, I will save you the time. It is in Fairbanks. Actually, outside of Fairbanks, I am about 110 miles from the Arctic Circle. Yes, there is still lots of snow. No, it is not currently dark outside, but that is life for us. I was an Air Force brat growing up and then married into the military because I'm a glutton for punishment and moving, apparently. And then I transitioned. I was in graduate school when I met my husband, actually, studying to be a registered dietitian, was working on my doctoral work and decided, you know what? This guy looks pretty good in his uniform. I think I'll, I'll marry him and go move to Panama City, right? What 20-something-year-old girl wouldn't marry this handsome guy in uniform and move to the beach? And then life hit us and he went on a deployment and then we PCS to the Arctic and had three kids in four years. So life in the military uh, as a spouse has not gone how I thought it would go, right? If I could go back and talk to 25-year-old Heather and let her know that she is in for a ride. But now I'm still a registered dietitian and I work as an advocate for military families who are facing food insecurity. That is my area of expertise as a pediatric and family dietitian. That is what I love to do. And I love to be a voice for so many military families who are overwhelmed and don't have a voice for themselves. So I'm excited to join the podcast and be able to literally be the voice for military families. I tell you what, our Mill Housing Nation is so blessed to have you. So tell me, let's dive in a little bit more to something that you said there. So you're a registered dietitian. You're a medical professional, and it sounds like throughout your military journey, your career and your job day-to-day has changed a little bit. So tell us about that. How did that come about? 
Well, like most of us as a military spouse, I was facing underemployment and unemployment with PCSs, right? We, we deal with that. We transition and we look for work. And as I, I transitioned art, that first place living in Panama city was wonderful and, and had a job that I loved. And then we moved and I became a stay at home mom for a deployment. I had a, a five month old and an 18 month old and was teaching as adjunct faculty for Florida state. My husband said, you can't also work full time and finish flipping our house and get us ready to move and have these kids and, and do all the things to, you know, to which I was like, you better watch me. Yes, I can. Uh, but I did leave my full-time job for deployment with the full anticipation that we will relocate and I will go back to work. I'm not, I'm not a real stay at home mom, right? Like it's just for a little while. And then we moved up here to Ileson and there wasn't work for me. And I was able to find flexible things and to get to know my community. And as I got to know my community, used my expertise to support my peers, to support young military families. I've worked in WIC in a number of states. And so I have this expertise and this experience in how to connect people with resources. I've served as a key spouse. So how to know what resources are available in the military, in the community, professionally. And then that sort of snowballed into now working as a consultant and advocate. We moved somewhere else and the Air Force saw fit to send us back to Ilesense. I am here again in this community that helped build my platform, helped build my advocacy. And I get to come back, not with three kids under four this time. Uh, my kids are a little older. I feel a little more like my head's above water and I can serve this community that I am in. So it's really great to be back. It's also very weird for those of you who haven't gone back to a base and we, we had a short gap, only three years. It's very weird to go back to a place. And then, you know, our people aren't here. The people that, that made it so great, those people are military. They're in other places now, but then we're here again. And it's unusual. It was very familiar, but also still very different to go back. I can only imagine because we've been stationed all over. And if I were to go back to England, for instance, and all of my people were not in England, who would I go antique shopping with? Who would I take a pottery trip to Poland with? Like, I think it would be so odd. But at the same time, if I went back to England now with teenagers, oh my goodness gracious, my kids were two and three and three and four, four and five. They were so tiny then that, for instance, travel to Venice, we had to have two car seats and a hundred bags and two strollers. Then you get to Venice and you realize that you've got to go upstairs and downstairs to get everywhere. I think it might be kind of cool to see different parts of the world with my kids at different ages. So I love your perspective on both sides. At least you don't have three kids under four anymore, but where are your people? So um, I also heard you mention Key Spouse. I love the Key Spouse program. Huge advocate for it. It was a turning point for me as a young military spouse. And then I loved to, as I was seasoned, if you will. I love that term. But once I became a seasoned military spouse, I really did love pouring back into the younger spouses that you saw so much of yourself in. So I love hearing that, that you're a part of that. Now, there was something else that you mentioned earlier, just briefly before we got started talking. And I wanted to know the things that you were passionate about. And you said that you've learned some things and you love to share with people about being a millennial mom and what that means, what that looks like, maybe what it doesn't look like. So would you mind expanding on that? Because you really piqued my interest with it. You know, it's so interesting being a millennial mom in my thirties. I, you know, I'm not 22 in college anymore. I can tell that if I have more than two glasses of wine, I can feel those thirties creeping in on me. And 
as I've grown, you know, I, I grew up in the nineties. I was a latchkey kid, right? My, both of my parents worked and I had a key to the house and I went in and I did my homework and millennial moms. And, and what we've seen a lot of moms like won't leave their kids alone and you don't do that. So it's interesting trying to find my experience of where I was and then how I want to parent, but then also things that I don't want to carry forward an expectation for my kids to perform to, I had an academic ride to undergrad. I had an academic scholarship to my doctoral program. When I met my husband, I was on a scholarship and, you know, I, I worked so hard and got these good grades. And do you want to know who cares about my grades now? Literally nobody, nobody cares that I was a cheerleader in college, which was a lifelong dream, but nobody cares. Nobody cares that I sequenced a section of DNA and published it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that I had a full ride for school. So figuring out where my identity is as a millennial mom, how I want to parent, and then throwing in things like social media, which are wonderful for networking and community building and ideas. I mean, Pinterest is a great place for ideas, but man, is it a rabbit hole for comparison and for self-doubt. And so coming in as a as a mom, and maybe it comes with age, maybe it's being a millennial mom, but realizing, you know what, I'm not perfect. And I don't always have my poop in a group, but that's also okay. And it's not bad to want to do better, but also to acknowledge that, that we're not doing great. My daughter had a, a difficult day at preschool last week and just behavior. And she was overtired and she's five and that happens. And they do colors in her classroom. So she came home on yellow, right? Yellow is a slow down your, your behavior. And talking to her, you know, I said, it's okay. I have yellow days too. Like I have days that my behavior is very clearly on yellow. And so some of the things that I'm learning about myself and learning to deal with as an adult, being able to communicate those with my kids in a way that wasn't communicated to me as a nineties kid. It's interesting being a millennial mom and having all of these resources, but then also still trying to find your own way, find your identity. And then throw in the whole military nomad life thing and constantly change community. It's, it's a very interesting journey. One of a lot of grace for imperfection and a lot of uh, forgiveness for my attitude on those yellow behavior days. I love hearing you speak about giving yourself grace because I find so often that it's so easy for me to hear your story and give you all the grace that I possess in my body. But it is very difficult for me to give that to myself. So I love seeing pieces of myself in you. Hopefully that is not a, an insult to you, but I love seeing pieces of myself in you where I'm like, I do the same thing. Oh, and then I'm just as hard on myself, but I would never say that to my friend, Heather. I love learning things through my friends and through seeing them struggle with the same things I do and trying to teach myself to treat myself as well as I would one of my friends. So that is so beautiful. We are so blessed. To have you. I can't wait to listen to every single episode. So just like in closing, before we like shut it all down here, we turn the whole podcast over to you for you to dazzle audiences for years to come. Is there anything that brought you specifically to the Mill Housing Network and the Mill Housing Nation? Is there anything that you're looking forward to when it comes to this podcast? Because I'm looking forward to everything and seeing you navigate all of these fun conversations, the difficult conversations, the exciting conversations, but is there anything that specifically intrigued you and brought you here? I think one of the things that drew me 
to this podcast and drew me to Mill Housing Nation is it came through networking, right? Which we we see on a local level and have seen, I was a military brat. I've seen these local communities, but now, you know, we have this opportunity to network nationally and for good or for bad COVID accelerated it. I think personally for military families, it's great for us because now everybody else knows how to work virtually. It's not weird if I, you know, get a message from a different time zone. It's not weird if I say I have a virtual job, I'm not the anomaly anymore, right? We see it can be normal. So working through that connection and working through networking and seeing the ways to, to get with Mill Housing Network, the, the people who are behind the podcast, from the founders to the, the people who are helping behind the scenes, seeing all of these networks were actually already in place. All of those connections were already in place. So it was a really easy decision and something you know I kind of thought about and, and said, okay, am I willing to kind of throw my hat in the ring and, and raise my hand and say, I, I'd like to serve, I'd like to help. What can I do? And then once you get that network and see that connection, being like, okay, this is actually, this is going to be a really good place to call home and a really great way to lend my voice to those of military families to create um, further connections to help bring information into the listeners of the podcast that maybe they weren't aware of, different resources, different ways to look at something, different ways to connect and ultimately find a way to make our home where we are as we move. But we, as the military spouses, we're the constant for our families. You know, my, my location changes, my community changes, whether or not my active duty member is home changes, but I am the constant for my family. So I'm looking forward to serving my peers and helping them create a home that they are proud of and a home that their kids want to come back to. Well, I cannot wait to listen in my car as I'm doing my errands. I can't wait to listen in the mornings when I'm brushing my teeth because just your voice is going to bring a smile to thousands and thousands of people as they listen to this podcast. And my personal belief is everyone needs a little bit more goodness in their life. And if we all smiled a little bit more during the day, our world would be such a much better place. And Heather, I think that you're going to bring that so, so fully to our listeners. So everyone, welcome Miss Heather Campbell to our Mill Housing Nation family. We are so thankful to have you. And to everyone that's listening, thank you so much for being a part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you always have a community, no matter where you're stationed. Thank you so much. And make sure that you stay tuned and subscribe to hear more of Heather.